0: of ash and flow this is unbillable hours a podcast about professional services marketing stick around and listen to our insights tips and best practices to improve your firm's marketing and even your career
1: so we welcome everybody to this new episode of the unbillable hours podcast uh, where we have recently taken a turn to fixing things. Just kidding.
0: But, well, it's I would say that we are looking into building things, and I think that yeah. kind of fits nicely into this theme that we have today of yeah. building teams.
1: Building teams, right? Because you've been there. I mean, you've just done it recently. I've I've been there. I certainly get questions from clients nowadays. Uh, they all have the same direction, and that is. Uh, we have this new practice, and we need a marketing team, or we don't never did any marketing of any kind at all. We, we're, we're building the functionality right now, so essentially, the question is, how do we build a marketing team from scratch? Right? Is that the question? Mm-hmm. Is that not fair? How, how do we go about it? What's the first hire? These types of questions. Yeah. So, yeah. and and we thought we'd try our hand at just sharing how we've done this in the past and how we how
0: we view it. If you are a regular listener, you'd know how we've already talked about like um, job description and staffing and little bits and pieces like that. We even talked about like how marketing should grow within a function, but we've yeah. not essentially talked about standing up a team, which is the yeah. thing that we're touching on today.
1: Yeah. And I think you, you just mentioned the phrase job description, which I think that's to, at least to me, that's, that's where, uh, that's the, from where you should start and the, how to start, but from where you should start, I think if yep. you need, that, you need you need a clear job description of what the marketing function is supposed to be doing, because that's the only way you, you're able to build it the right way, right? The, the fit for purpose function, so to speak. So you need to have the purpose clear and there needs to be alignment around that. What type of marketing do you want to do? And I think there we have one episode I need to put that link in the show. notes. so we discussed that a little bit, right? Where you say, yeah. what type of marketing are we doing here? Which capabilities do we want inside the firm? Which one's probably not so important and, and so forth. So, mm-hmm. For the sake of this episode, we will have to presume that that is clear, has been clarified, right? So we know what kind of function we want to build. Now, let's let's talk about the roles that go into that function. And um, on a sort of high level, these are I find I found I don't know if you agree. I think we're aligned there. They're always the same, right? The initial one to four people sometimes it's it's one to four roles but it's all the same person right depending on budgets but uh, but i think there's this four four prototypical roles i think you'd you'd like to have yeah. your marketing team uh, as you as you set it up should we should we go through them
0: yeah i think uh, we should mostly because <clears throat> these uh, bear in mind these are roles not titles These are the, these are the functions that these marketing people should fulfill. So when we call them, uh, when we name them anything, don't think that this is the kind of role, I mean, and this is the kind of title that you're looking for, because that varies depending upon what business you're trying to service, what's the outcome, what you're trying to reach. So with that caveat, I want to say that Float, what you have first there is the Strategist,
1: right? First role, and personally, my recommendation, which I make to my clients, also the my recommendation for the first hire, um, and I get why people sometimes don't do it, is you need a strategist, and by that we mean somebody who deeply, deeply, deeply understands professional services marketing, um, deeply, deeply, deeply understands your firm and its service offerings, but maybe even more importantly, really. Is able to build an understanding of your clients and your market segments so that they have the insight that then helps them to A, advise the business on strategy. Right? They're not setting the strategy to for the business but advising on it from a marketing perspective and then also of course shape the marketing strategy that that's where the name comes from right and um
0: yeah so uh, i just want to build upon that flow where the person coming in it's not about the fact that they have experience in like your specific business that is useful that's something that you can look at because then you can jump in straightforward what you need to know is that they understand your service strategy how to deliver your business initiative and align a marketing strategy and then a marketing plan within your budget constraint to deliver, then measure, analyze and continue this refining it. So your your strategist needs to get your service strategy, they need to understand that from conversations. That's yeah
1: and I th- and I think that you're even implicitly said something else which is they need to have enough of a business savvy right to yeah. be able to really formulate a marketing strategy that drives business results so um, although I agree with, with what you said which is they, they don't need particular industry experience maybe not it helps but it's not a must but they should have some experience in marketing that I make this point because I'll say and this is not an offense to more junior marketers listening in the chances of you finding someone who's a good strategist, who's just, I'm going to make this up, 25 years old, came out of college and is very good at a particular discipline of marketing, let's say that they're the greatest social media marketer or email marketer ever. um, that That doesn't necessarily make them a good strategist or the kind of strategist you need. And I'm saying that because I often see that happening, like the practice, which doesn't have anybody who really understands strategic marketing thinks they do and they just hire some social media hotshot, which then to be honest, sets both sides up to failure because the social media guy or gal can't do what they're excel at because the strategy isn't there and the business can't set the
0: strategy right because they let don't me, get
1: marketing to the level. Let me add a,
0: a clear thing. I think you and I have aligned on this earlier flow What you really need in terms of a strategist is someone who is adept at selling. I, this is a personal opinion, and I think you share it as well. But correct me if I'm wrong. If you really want to do marketing strategy, if you really want to understand service strategy and align all of this, you have to have some experience of selling something, yeah. which um, I, I don't want to say that, like, I, I'm going to err on the side of caution here, because I think there are young people who are experienced in selling, and those people can be brought in to do this. If you're experienced in a channel, in social media and things like that, without the experience of selling, then you're being set up to fail. But there are people who've been selling since they're like teenagers. Those people- think Yeah, I'm, I'm still not sure if, because there's still a difference between the
1: marketing game, especially if you're selling to enterprise clients and the sales mm-hmm. game. So I, I would I'd still be careful, but I mean, I get your point. It's, It's important to understand it's, it's one thing to drive a campaign to bring in leads for a golf course membership or something like that. Yes. Low, high volume, low month, ticket month, is right? Different. Versus yeah. navigating the complexities of a six or seven figure deal with an enterprise. So it's good if they have insight into that. The, the point being, I think we made that point, right? So it's, they need business savvy, they need an understanding for your firm, they need, they need to be able to really, really elicit client insights and, and shape a marketing strategy and plan because
0: that'll also be that job. And what I also put here is the here... holistic person. The yeah, strategist yeah. here is the holistic person who is going to touch into every other area. They're not the integration person, which, you know, yeah, is we'll, totally we'll get, to that. We'll get but to that. This holistic view needs to come in. And unless you have been through the selling cycle, it's impossible for you to get that picture, which is the reason why when you're yeah. a channel expert, you kind of struggle
1: and exactly and you need to have a true true and really firm grasp of the of the ideal client set because you're going to set the strategy make the plan and essentially that's the person that also determines what are the themes what are the stories what are the messages we're going to use as a firm to build demand and preference and all these good things mm-hmm. um, last remark from from my end to the strategist, is that is a person who by definition because they're business savvy is also quite capable of um, setting KPIs getting a handle on measurement right understanding the unit economics of the firm like what's our average deal size how long do clients typically stay what are our churns all these things which of course I mean should be obvious but they they need you need those to inform a proper marketing strategy you can't do it without them. And,
0: and because bear in mind this is the role that is closest to P&L in marketing yeah.
1: So essentially what we're saying is, it's sort of a CMO skill (laughs) set. It's probably not a person, the person's probably not the CMO, but but the skill set is somewhat similar. Okay, next up, um, we have the creative, because again, sorry, we should have said this, we're talking about the minimum viable team here, right? Really just for a single practice, mid-sized firm, whatever, Uh, and and that team needs, if you have the strategist role filled, you need a creative. And the creative is essentially in charge of executing the strategy and the plan, the strategy set up by creating uh, the content. They interview your subject matter experts. They write articles and posts or help with it. Uh, maybe uh, if, if they're a, a savant creative and those exist, right, they are also good at shooting video or they can design stuff that goes into social tiles. And I should say, they don't necessarily have to do all these things equal well. Just If they are great videographers, nice, you're done. You, your play will be video and you'll have someone who can crush it. Excellent. Right. But the point is they have to take this framework of strategy of plan and now fill it with the actual goodness. That's the actual content. That's the actual marketing efforts. And that's what that person
0: does. Yeah. It's, it's a hybrid between your content, uh, marketing strategist and your content channel strategist deliver So because there's a role where you take the marketing strategy you devise your content strategy understand the channel strategy and then exert your creative influence to write produce yeah build all of that
1: and and this is where we rehabilitate the 25 year old I, I mentioned earlier if you find someone who's really good at creating compelling video right with good narrative i mean there's there's also strategic thinking work involved in this role because you're given a brief or a plan or a, an idea for a piece of content, but that doesn't mean someone has figured out how to tell that story now particularly well. That's that's the job of the creative. So if you have someone who can do that really, really well, um, that's the role to put them in, right? Mm-hmm. Executing a plan creatively, um, not necessarily making the plan. I mean, I, th- this should be pretty clear, right? So we I think we can move on. Uh, our yeah. third recommendation, and that's the three roles, the three first hires, is to then also have a project manager or sometimes called program manager, or we've seen the title of, I think sometimes PMO. The idea being that's the person who makes sure uh, you know, the, the ship you run is actually tight, right? They, they thread all the needles and I don't know what, they make sure stuff runs on time. They annoy everybody to stick with timelines and keep things running. And the reason why you need that person is because both your strategist and your creative will of course be working with people inside your firm to make marketing happen, and Ash, you and I talk to no end about stakeholders and the intricacies there. So the project manager oversees that and makes sure uh, the right meetings are happening on time, with the right meeting, with the right people being present, and the projects stay on track.
0: So something I just want to like add is the uh, in small and mid-sized firms, you generally need a project manager. As your firm scales is when you need a project program manager, because you will have multiple projects that need to like fall yeah. under like a bigger program that your company is running. Like you're offering marketing could itself be a program. So the project manager is not just like, Hey, th- th- so one of the things I'll say is that this is a good entry point into marketing if you've had a career in other areas, because you definitely would have like some sort of project managing skill, another skill that you would need. And this is communication because you will be running the scrum, the whatever method, agile, whatever methodology you're going for. This is the person who keeps that together. And they also are the key person to be required in the integration as you run several different campaigns they are the they are the person who um you know manages continuity
1: yeah and uh to be honest um nobody can do everything and most strategist people i've met in my life uh some of them are decent project managers um many are not because it's not just not interesting to them creatives can be excellent project managers for their own stuff. In fact, I often find them to be, but they are often not too interested in what they would probably call the politics right around that. So that again goes back to the stakeholders and the interconnects you just mentioned. So that's why it's good to have someone who's really, who's a, who's a, not going to call them a political animal, but is good at that right part. Because like you said, the communication with the business here is key. So these are the three roles on the marketing team. And then the, the fourth, which is probably quintessential, but it's, not he or she is not on your team, you just need the person assigned, is, of course, the subject matter expert or the subject matter experts, plural, because they will be providing the expertise, they will be the faces um, that go into your marketing efforts. And you, you need them. There needs to be clear assignment and alignment, and they need to be committed to help you out, and they will be interconnecting with both your project manager and the creative, continuously throughout the year right because they get interviewed they jump on podcasts they uh, they bring the expertise you need as a fuel for your marketing efforts can't do it without them
0: Yeah, i would also like to say that this is the internal client usually for most firms yeah because the sme is the person that you would often be delivering for or against or if not they would be the person assigned by your internal client
1: I I like the last version better, by the way, just just a personal preference, because it has to be clear that, yes, they might be on the client quote-unquote client side, right, because they sit on the business, but their behavior or their role in our marketing team is they are a contributor, just like the other three, right? They don't get to boss people around and have extra expectations and feel like they paid for everything. No, they have to sit in the boat and row with the other three because otherwise stuff's not going to fly and they should be they should also be clear on that. They're not calling the shots, they are a part of the team. I think that's that's important. Mm-hmm. Um if you have those four together, and again, maybe that's not four distinct people, right? We've all been there like Ash and myself at least have been a, a team of one for longer times having to fill those roles, but if if you uh have those, um you'll already be able to do quite a bit of damage, right? Because the strategists can set up a great plan, right? That'll be Yep. full of ideas that really resonate with the market plan place because he or she has deep client insight the creative knocks the content out of the park uh, by packaging the expertise from your subject matter expert and the project manager makes sure you hit the frequency and the cadence and the stuff is polished and man you can go quite far with just those those three but that said um should we dive really quickly i mean we don't have to Roll this out too bigly, but um, too yeah. <laughs> just say that. <laughs> so I, uh, how how we, how we would build that out, right? This is the initial structure. This is the kickoff setup. So how would you, um, if you had to add depth to this, like bring on more roles? What, what would you? What would be your 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 preferences there? I don't know. You you mentioned the program manager. Can you can you expand on that?
0: Well, okay. So as your company starts scaling up their projects and they start working on offerings you'll have multiple campaigns that run through the course of like a year. And yeah. these would be like small programs. There could be like a content program running. That could be like a massive marketing campaign. That could be an events thing. All these things would be running. And, uh, what you would need is someone managing the flow of these various little projects and campaigns into yeah. a larger program which delivers. Your projects are usually near-term and your programs are usually long-term so in terms of deliverables. And I say near-term, long-term, because it could, you know, they could vary between like, a project could be anything between like a week to like a couple of years, but programs are usually longer in that it usually runs at least shorter- Or right, right? Yeah, it's sh- the shortest program I've seen is running a quarter Usually they're on a lot longer than that, yeah. and most of these transformation things, which one in professional services are often programmed, not pro- not projects. Yeah. So,
1: just I mean I don't know if that's a, a, a oversimplification, but essentially that's the the project manager becomes a project manager who multi manages multiple projects, probably much bigger budgets, lots more complexity, right? Mm-hmm. So this is why um, I think we we put on our list here the. Um, as an addition to the team then, a marketing uh, ops manager, right? Because at the beginning, your project manager might be able to run, I don't know, your CRM system, whatever that is, and your email stack or whatever. But um, as the complexity grows and your pro- project manager graduates to program manager and has to do lots of stuff just with the programs alone, you might want someone who exclusively looks after your tech stack and is for maybe also able to uh, deliver data analytics
0: f- from yes. those, right? Yeah. Um, they, they that's, will a typical, need that's a
1: typical addition yeah. that makes a lot of sense for people.
0: KPIs, yeah. analytics, and measurements would come under the marketing stack ops first. Yeah.
1: yeah. Or at least pulling the raw data out of it. And then it's maybe a question of the team for, for how to interpret yeah. it, but yeah, it's true. So. Adding a MOPS person, marketing operations person, that's a good one. And uh, what we've seen in lots of firms is to help the creative out so that they don't have to do all the publication, also, and add a channel or media managers who take the assets once they're and essentially just oversee distribution, right? Yeah, let's just call them the
0: distribution managers because essentially they'd be taking care of various channels, be it media channels, be it like social channels, be it like traditional channels. They are essentially the best people to help you understand how to distribute, how to publish. And, uh, in the olden days, they would be like the, you know, the people who work in the newspaper industry, who help you get your paper to different places. The person who controls the people who control the paper routes, which most people might have had as a first job.
1: Yeah. So, I mean these these are just two. i agree that these are good additions to, to the team that would blow your team up to five people we're at five people now right we can do some serious stuff um and we have still have our smes Pro- probably you have multiple smes at this point if you're running complex programs so that's already yep. more people in there um we, we will not uh, i just want to introduce. this we will not talk you through this into the entire corporate scale Level of things where you have a corporate communications department and there's people looking after brand and there's I don't know there's crisis comms and all that stuff. Let's let's scrap that. Stick with a practice size marketing team already, but I think that would be a good build, right? The three initial roles we discussed: your subject matter experts, then channel and media people, and someone looking after the, the tech stack. That would be cool. Yeah,
0: and and bear in mind as your firm becomes bigger and there are more business units, you essentially just need to copy paste these kinds of templates into the different business units and just run an overall like integration team that connects the key core services to the marketing team. but generally don't try to have a centralized marketing team that services multiple business units because what happens there is it is good for brand but it's not good for offering and taking what your intention to the market is. And that's that's yeah. something that lots of like, you know, companies don't necessarily get because it works. It's an issue of scale. And when it comes to scale, you need to understand that what is, how are you scaling it? Is it from one X, you're going to five X. Does that mean do you scale horizontally or scale vertically? And often, often you need to scale horizontally and not just vertically.
1: Yeah. And I mean, on that point, I think there are some elements like for example, maybe the channel of the media people. Yeah, they seem as if they could be as if that role lends itself to sort of a shared service center type approach I think that that's what you just meant
0: but central excellence is work yes the central yeah. of excellence model work but it usually is like how you scale it needs to be like the these things are like there's an entire book that I can recommend on scale but how you should scale these things is you have a unit then you scale horizontally so and yeah. you've grown to a but a certain size horizontally then you build central excellences and things to scale vertically before you move further horizontally which is because which is probably also both. The, yeah.
1: the center of excellence thing is probably also very very corporative very large firms and it i want to add the the fact that it comes with a cost and that cost yeah. is, is quality because, sure, if you put 20 people in a room and say you're in charge of all the firm's social media channels and interactions, right, they, they can do that. They can push posts, they can monitor stuff. But if then, let's say a couple of posts get commentary, which is interesting, uh, with a distinct industry perspective, yeah. that person will probably or those people will probably not be the best to pick up the conversation, take it to a point where you could hand it off to a consulting partner. Which is very different from the one channel person that sits in your automotive practice team, collaborates with the other people on a day-to-day basis, and really understands the automotive industry. So that that I think is yeah. the, would be my main reason for the point you just made, which is just clone this structure across practice and business units. So scale, like you said, horizontally, right? Before that that will get up. you a long way before you get so big, and you know, before the the COE approach makes make sense. Also, just from from our own perspective as marketers. Um, and we've said this before. You should be well versed in a broad set of skills, and and if and I think people want that, and and uh, I think if they get siloed, and you are suddenly you are the LinkedIn person and nothing else, that's not that's not helpful for no. a career. That's not helpful for motivation. It's just not a model that works well. So it's I would I would recommend keeping this thing we described here as long as you can. Um, yeah. Closing thoughts, Ash i don't know uh, if you mentioned this but the, the resourcing piece i mean there's a couple of options there people could take right how to fill those roles actually
0: yeah i think filling those roles I, we've talked about this before but essentially make sure that you talk about what the day-to-day looks like and what the longer term strat- strategic things that these people are going to do because if you don't describe that as you resource them it's bad so this comes back to the first thing that you talked about which is the job description yeah be specific in terms of what you're doing find the right set of skills to talent and also find the adjacent skills because as you're resourcing is when you also plan for contingency you don't plan for contingency after you've basically put someone in a role
1: yeah and i mean that said once you have if you are specific and by the way i'm going to put our little shitty descriptions in the show notes people can copy those it's, it's not a full job spec but it, you get the idea so you're welcome to steal those but but i think once you have that to to my point of view having options honestly i think there's not too big a difference whether for example you hire a strategist which is sort of a head of marketing role maybe more senior person whether you bring in an external consultant to to do that with you if you're the practice leader for a little while there Or whether you retain an agency that does this type of stuff i don't know if those exist um but i i wouldn't care too much any model could work depending on the preferences of your firm as long as to your point ash the the task is very clear and specifically defined right and this is true i think for all the roles either of those could work with a hire with a freelancer with i don't know i, I would be yeah. too specific yeah. about that the main point i would always make is and we mentioned this above is you should you should be avoiding a situation where i don't know the blind guiding one is probably too harsh way to put it but but where there's a mismatch between experience and expertise and insight and, and yeah
0: let, let's put on it the this fronts, way right yeah, yeah. Let, let's make it very simple uh, marketing requires a specialized set of skills you can't let sales dictate marketing just like you can't let marketing dictate sales. They need to work yeah. together. So if you have a new practice lead coming in, you can't just create a team for the practice lead in yeah. ne- the team services, the business, the business unit, yeah. not the practice lead. There's yeah. a slight distinction. That you just need to understand
1: and and my i find in in working i mean i've been doing this for over 10 years now. work with i don't know how many firms um a model i often find is what you just described there is a practice leader fairly senior group of business decision makers in the practice and they just get marketing assistant type roles right and then mm-hmm. they're supposed to give strategic directions help the planning and the assistant is supposed to execute that never i'm not saying it sorry I shouldn't say it never works because it does but it almost never works as well as it would work if these if those practice people had a proper strategist who can do proper set proper marketing strategy and work with the more junior people on the team to
0: to run it yeah. that's just my that's just my impression let's just uh, let's just call it as it's, the thing is in the professional services industry practice leads and people change but the business has its own directives initiatives and you know vision so your marketing team needs to align to that and therefore needs to service the business business unit market unit whatever it is yeah not the practice lead primarily because of these reasons because you can't recreate the wheel or recreate things just because you know a person changes Personnel changes are expected in the industry
1: yeah that's a good way to that's a good way to to wrap it, I think, Ash. Perfect. So super quick recap. Where do you start? You start by clearly defining the role of marketing or the job of marketing. And then depending on what that is, you just need to fill three prototypical roles. At first, strategist, creative, project manager, and do very, very clearly determine who the subject matter experts will be from the business side working with that team. And that's it. You have your first marketing function ready to go and kick some ass, I think is the phrase anything to add there or no i think that's a wrap i think we are good for the weekend hooray so i'm gonna stop the recording here Mm -hmm. and uh thanks man um let's have a let's have a nice rest of the friday and speak to you next week
0: thanks for listening to Unbillable hours if you want more tune in next week you know where to find us